We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Start for the win. It's good. Shevsky takes flight as SGA plays through the contact, banks it in on the foul. What is up, Thunder fans? Happy Valentine's Day. What a balance. What what a way to celebrate Valentine's Day, as we'll get into. Uh, welcome to the Uncontested Postgame Podcast. We are a proud part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and the official podcast of SI Thunder. You can find us on all social media platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and even TikTok. I think there's going to be a lot of highlights from tonight's game that'll be up on YouTube and TikTok. Stay tuned. I'm your host for tonight, Taylor Peterson. You can find me on Twitter at Taylor underscore P15. And I am joined by none other than the uh, the Trey man to my Josh Giddy, <laughs> Jacob Niven. What's up? What a game, Jacob. I mean, it's tough to even know how to like intro into this one. Look, during the tank, there's still been some very fun games that we've got to cover. Um, But this has been one of my, this was probably one of my favorite ones in a very, very long time. Uh, Maybe even dating back to like the CP3 season. The Thunder ended up beating the Knicks 127 to 123 in overtime at Madison Square Garden as the Thunder rookies being Trey Mann and Josh Giddy, alongside many other solid contributors, put on an absolute incredible performance. Uh, just a really, really fun game. Just got a one of my favorite parts of, of tonight, Jacob, was after the game. I just like stayed on Twitter on the account, was just scrolling and looking at all the like new stats popping up about which we'll get into Josh Giddy, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Here's one about Trey Mann, Trey Mann from Thunder Communications. Uh, Trey Mann recorded a career high 30 points on nine of 16 field goals and four of seven. Th- oh, it was just his stats, but still, um, just really fun stuff. <laughs> How much fun did you have tonight? <laughs> it was a blast, man. So I watched the first half, uh, kind of intermittently. I was, uh, working at the gym. So I was trying to watch on my phone while I was working out. I uh, got home. It was a good night. Like got home, watched the second half of the game, <laughs> ate some tacos, uh, had some pancakes for dessert. Um, watched, uh, Josh Giddy nearly have a 30 point triple double Taylor. Um, I'm not going to, you're, you're the host tonight. So you (laughs) steer the ship. Um, I got some takes tonight. 
Oh, that's I got. I can't wait. I got lots of takes tonight. I'm just here to to, I'm to excited Josh Giddy lob you some some alley oops. Uh, I, I can't wait. I guess just a really quick some pregame notes um, prior to the the game. Just a couple interesting things uh, and, and some noteworthy things tonight. The Thunder. I mean, this is a just kind of provides context to how incredible this performance really was tonight from the Thunder. They were without Shea, Lou, obviously still JRE and uh, Mascala out with with foot and or ankle injuries. Uh, Lou was a late scratch, I believe this morning is what Dave Nault said when they found out about his shoulder. Doesn't surprise me. Very similar. Exactly. Yeah, Jacob's doing quotations for those of you listening to the podcast uh, version and not watching us live. Uh, and he is spot on. Very reminiscent of when Lou Dort got hit in the face uh, here, what, what was it, like a week or so ago, and they continued mm-hmm. to play through the game, but then set one game before getting a mask um, and continuing to play. Well, something similar happened Saturday night's game um, that I think Jacob and I also covered. Wait, no. I don't know. Somebody covered. Uh, no, we didn't cover Saturday night's game. Jacob and I covered it. We talked it about it Sunday. Podcast. Sunday morning. That's what it was. That's what it was. Yesterday. Um, long story short, Lou, it kind of a similar situation. Lou finishes the game, but then is, is out probably for the rest, up until All-Star break, just gives so us rest and, yeah. and tank. Um, and I would be remiss if I didn't also men- mention that the Knicks were without their best player, RJ Barrett, um, and they still are without Derrick Rose, but obviously still a lot of talent on the floor for the Knicks, as we'll get into. A lot of experience. A lot of experience, Jewish too. Randall. Okay, so hot take, or not hot take, just take. This isn't a hot take. <laughs> just take. The Knicks Are you going to get into the Thunder starter? Yeah, no. yeah. The Knicks just flat out suck. Like the Thunder started. So Thunder start Giddy, Man, Wiggins, Baisley, and Roby. To your point, Jacob, I think you tweeted this out. And I, the reason I say this is because I think this is what you're getting into. Three yeah. rookies. Three rookies. A G League guy. And, and a third year player. <laughs> and uh, currently in recovery, Darius Baisley. Yeah, right. 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 Um, and, and the Knicks insane. start their all-star Julius Randle. Um, they have lots of experience up and down the roster. The Knicks just suck, dude. Like, I will get into this. I think a lot of what the Thunder are doing, keeping games close, winning games four and five with Shea Gilgis Alexander out of the lineup, uh, is attributed to the culture the Thunder have built, um, the accountability the Thunder have built. Um, I, I think all of that is is something we'll talk about that probably yes. eventually on the show. Yeah. But the Knicks just suck. There, there is, I don't know how to say it. They just suck. Like there, there is no um, alignment between front office and the coaching staff and the players. I mean, shit. They traded a first round pick for Cam Reddish, who doesn't even play because the coach doesn't want to play him. You'd think you'd sort that out before you pulled the trigger on the trade. Yep. Like or, it's just it's dysfunction. Or you go to the coach and say, uh. Look, play I'm your boss, and you're going to play. Yeah, and like the Thunder don't have any of those issues at all. They have a an incredibly sound culture. Uh, they've built something very special with Mark Dagnall and Sam Presti. They are very closely aligned. They work in lockstep. Um, the Knicks are just bad. That that's takeaway number one. The Knicks just suck. <laughs> and yeah, no, I mean it, absolutely. It, I mean we'll get into this, but Julius Randle gets a monster triple double, and like you said, the, the Knicks still can't pull it off. Um, Mitchell Robinson. The Thunder don't even play a, a true big, a true center the entire game, unless mm-hmm. you consider Favors a true center, who didn't even really get all that much burn, and they still can't take full advantage of that. Um, 
Oh, while you were saying that, I meanwhile, Julius Randle gets a triple double on inefficient shooting. I'm just yeah, right, right. <laughs> Eleven to twenty six from the field, one to five from three. Skittles, as Mark Dagnall would would, would call it. Uh, Thunder communication tweet is. I, I alluded to this uh, earlier in the, when we did the intro. Some of the fun stats still trickling out from this game. Thunder Communications just now tweeted that Gideon Mann are the only pair of rookies in the past decade to both score 28-plus points in the same game. Only pair of rookies in the past decade. That's uh, pretty phenomenal. So I guess we'll just go ahead and jump into this. That's uh, awesome. An absolute wild game. I mean, I'm not going to do a full like game recap before we get into things. But basically, um, first quarter can be summed up with Gideon Mann both come out hot. That was great. Second quarter, the Knicks, Knicks and Thunder are kind of trading blows. Um, third quarter, the Knicks come out hot. The Thunder are able to sustain that. They come back down from, I believe, was it a 12-point lead? Do you remember the the highest that the Knicks were up by? It was something I, like I think that. it was 12 or 13. That sounds right. And then, the yeah, after coming out on a 6-0 run out of the half by the Knicks, um, the Thunder go on a 9-0 run in the third quarter, including two threes by Baisley on passes from Giddy, mind you, uh, and another three from Giddy himself, and OKC retakes the lead, 89-87. Basically, from that point, the Thunder just keep exchanging blows with the Knicks. I thought Ty Jerome had a great fourth quarter. We can get into that some uh, in a little bit, but Ty Jerome had two huge threes to keep it close and then had a nice little pull-up. Had eight points there in like the first four minutes of the quarter that really kind of kept OKC going there in the fourth, uh, allowed them to get <laughs> their their main guys in the game, who happened to be rookies, by the way. Uh, but it was ugly there in the fourth quarter. OKC goes scoreless for four minutes, down four with the ball, with a minute seven left in the game. Giddy hits both free throws for the first points for OKC since like the seven-minute mark, or sorry, I think it was like the six-minute mark after Ty Drum hit that jumper. Um, I thought Giddy Man had a really good play down the stretch in the fourth where Mitchell Robinson had the ball down low. And Giddy and uh, and Man both collapse. Uh, Giddy gets the strip. Trey Man gets the um, what ends up being the steal. They push the ball in transition. Trey gets fouled, ties it up with two free throws. The Knicks miss. Giddy gets the rebound. Thunderball with twenty seconds. It, we'll talk about uh, Giddy's uncharacteristic uncha- uh, seven turnovers. I believe his seventh came on a inbound pass there with fifteen or sorry with about twenty seconds to go. Uh, that led to the Knicks getting a wide open layup. The Knicks are up two with 15 seconds left. Thunderball. But then Baisley, good Bays, continues, has an incredible drive on the baseline, I believe, against Mitchell Robinson. It was either him or Randall. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was against Mitchell Robinson, who's an incredible shot blocker. Yeah, yeah. It comes out there and uh, gives him a little bit of space. He he obviously is trying to bait Baisley into shooting the three, but also uh, recover enough where he could contest the shot. Baisley drives right down, right by him baseline. An incredible. Hits him with the spin move. It, 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 oh, I, I didn't realize. I, I forgot it was. Yeah, a spin hits move. him with the spin move. It was like uh, drunk baby Bambi spin move. <laughs> but it, was it a wasn't spin pretty, move. but it got the job done. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he finished with a very pretty reverse layup that he he missed a couple of those earlier in the game, and he redeemed himself there um, to to tie it up, putting into overtime. Uh, he has he actually defends Julius Randle really well, um, and, and what could have been a game winner uh, to force it into overtime. Overtime happens. Hey. Trey Mann takes the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, Baisley also in that fourth quarter got a tie up with Mitchell Robinson and was like trying to rip the ball out of his arms, yelling, jump ball. And he wouldn't let go of it. He's like, no, I'm ripping this from you. Oh, I love it so much. Like, get, get. This team is a lot of fun. Sorry, not to cut you off from the, 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 the recap, just real quick. This team is a lot of fun. Kind of like early Thunder years, they need. I don't I don't want to cuss on the pod so we don't have to bleep it out later. So they need some mother effort in them. Right? They, they just need a little need bit of that Russell Westbrook. They need them. some of that yeah. Perkins. 
They need yeah. some mother effort in them. And Bays brought some of that tonight. And I was very excited. And not only that, but you could see, I mean, the, the guys on the bench, obviously Shea and Lou are just fired up. The other mm-hmm. leaders of the team seeing Bays take that initiative. You saw Kenrich right there with Baisley. Like, I got your back and I'm not letting, he has his hands on the ball too. He's like, I'm not letting Mitchell Robinson yeah. take this ball from us. Which, Taylor, is is almost a stark contrast from earlier in the year when Russell Westbrook got upset that Baisley dunked at yes. the end of that Lakers game. And the Thunder players were basically trying to pull Bays away saying like, we messed up. Sorry, we shouldn't have dunked it. Like, <laughs> no, like dunk that shit. Talk your shit. Yeah. Like strut well, I around. Think, I think that's a good point. Fight, like, like, we belong. Yeah, <laughs> we belong here. It's a here. culture shift. Exactly. Exactly. And not, not out of hand either. Like base isn't going and like throwing elbows or anything like that. Like I'd it was just, it, if you would. It, was passion. <laughs> it was just passion. But to that point, we see Trey Mann take over in the fourth, or sorry, in the in overtime. Just really fun stuff from him. I'm, gonna, I'm not even going to touch on that because I want to touch on that when we talk about Trey's overall game. Um, Randall had just a horrendous turnover there in overtime, Jacob, where he threw the ball, the out ball to row 15. I mean, yeah, literally. Um, the Thunder were playing great defense, but still, that was horrendous. And then somehow or another, uh, Ty Jerome misses both free throws that would have basically iced the game. The Knicks were down three with five seconds to go. Quickly got a very solid look in the corner, but threw just a little long. Josh Giddy, who else gets the rebound? Uh, he only hits one of two free throws after that, but it didn't matter. That was and it the was game. the second of two, which kind of had everyone's butthole clenched yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Especially after the missed free throws that the, that the Thunder were missing there down the stretch. But nonetheless, Thunder pull out an extremely fun one. I'm sorry, that took a little longer than it probably should. No, that's There's fine. There's so much to cover. It's we might recap. even just go long for this post game because it was such a fun game. Um, and we're, we're getting close to All-Star break, right? So uh, some some not as many pods coming from us um, here, I guess, for the latter part of the month. Just a really, really fun one. Yeah. Uh, first, also, I like how three. I volu- this is your post game. I volunteered to come on uh, <laughs> to talk with you, and then Taylor drops the "We'll go long on this one." <laughs> Thanks, Taylor. Thanks for coming on, Jacob, uh, for an hour long post game podcast. <laughs> this is the first game this season with three players scoring twenty plus for OKC. That's kind of a wild stat. And then this is a fun one too. Uh, the Thunder are four and zero now when shooting north of fifty percent, or I guess now we have to say. Uh, north of or 50 percent because they shot 50 percent exactly tonight oh wow, really really fun stuff that. really fun stuff so I, sorry that was from uh nick gallo originally tweeted out the set about three and oh i uh improvised it after the win shout out to nick gallo <laughs> awesome guy and i love his stats throughout the game ton of fun now let's get into the fun stuff let's get into the themes where do you want to start should we start like with the best or should we let's start with josh we gotta start with okay. josh <laughs> you ready for hot take number two yes i'm ready okay this one's kind of spicy. <laughs> is it is it a good thing that Shay is out and Josh is playing this way? That way when Shay come because when Shay was in, it was a lot of ISO Shay and then give Josh his turns. And then now Josh is doing what he's doing. Shay is seeing it from the sideline. So when Shay comes, <laughs> yeah. So when Shay comes back, he thinks like, okay, I'm gonna let Josh work a little more, and I'm gonna work off ball to score. Like, is it a good thing that Shay is letting Shay is seeing Josh do this? Why Shay is not on the court? That way, when he comes back, he understands that he needs to fit a little bit more and not force. I I love that take, and I love it from two different angles one josh having the opportunity to do what he's doing um i tweeted out that 
and I kind of, I guess I kind of alluded to it, what you're saying. I, I didn't flat out say like blessing in disguise that Shay's hurt right now, but I did say um, on our account, you know, mentioning how, and we talked about this in our group podcast that we did yesterday, Jacob, but guys like um, obviously Lou, but Lou didn't play tonight, um, but Josh Giddy, Trey Mann, and Baisley particularly, you could maybe throw Poku in there. You could maybe throw Dort in there, even though Dort, you know, has just been playing on a high level. But primarily those three, Poku, or sorry, Baisley, um, Josh, and Mann, um, it's giving them much more opportunity to step up. We've seen improvements. We've seen significant improvements, even with Shea out. And so I think that's going to pay a lot of dividends moving forward. And, and I am very curious, like we said yesterday, uh, to see how this team looks when, or at this point, I think we should say if Shea comes back. And I don't mean that because Shea's not healthy. I mean that from like, again, <laughs> more rabbit holes. But uh, from a tanking standpoint, I'm not sure how long you can keep this up. We'll get into that. Um, and if you bring Shea back, like this team could be really, really good, especially if Lou's full, full health. But also to your point, I didn't even think about the other side of this, the other angle that you brought up that Shea is watching this from the sidelines. For example, after Josh hits two deep threes in the second quarter, that just got me f- so fired up. Uh, there was nobody, no other teammate more fired up, I think, than Shea Gillis Alexander watching on the sideline. So I think you're onto something there. Shea's realizing this. He's seeing this improvement from these guys as well. He's excited about it. Hopefully he'll, um, we, we don't want a passive Shea, but hopefully he finds ways to incorporate that and not hinder um, some of the development we've seen from these guys when he comes back. 100%. Hey, uh, stats.nba.com has updated with tonight's game. In the last nine games without Shea Gillis Alexander, Josh Giddy's played all nine, 33 minutes a game. So only 33 minutes, yeah, averaging 16, nine, morning, and seven. <laughs> now tonight he gets 38, which I love. I was a little nervous there that maybe Dignot would kind of try and stick to that, like, you know, 32, 33 minute per game. Well, he would have got 33 if it didn't go to overtime. Well, that's fair. Well, yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah, yeah, good point. <laughs> Thank you. Um, him and Baisley. Baisley had 39. Josh had 38. They led the Thunder in minutes. Um, let, let, again, let's, continue Josh, on, let's continue on Josh a little bit. Um, crazy efficient. 50% from the field. 75% from, from Lee. Three. Yeah. That's the exciting one. Uh, 12 assists, 11 rebounds. The assists, um, just so much sauce. <laughs> just some incredible passes. He had that one the first quarter. It, it literally... I mean, I know like we always talk about like Josh was like a quarterback and and he had his uh, one-on-one he did with Royce Young of the Thunder uh, mentioning kind of studying quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes. But he literally had just a like almost a half court, just an absolute dart to Baisley who actually ended up missing the layup. But um, just some of those passes, like you said, Jacob, are phenomenal um, I, it, to that point of the passes. The one area he struggled and you don't even mind it when he's putting up these kind of stats as efficient as he is and basically leads the team and gets you a victory against a, a solid Eastern conference team, seven turnovers, a friend of the podcast, Mark clock, Mark Clarkson, Matt um, Clarkson, Matt Clarkson. Gosh, I can't talk. Matt Clarkson tweeted at us <laughs> and he, uh, or I think he just tweeted in general. And I saw it. He mentioned, you know, that maybe being the biggest, most flaring of Josh's big stat line. I think that's fair because that's very un- uncharacteristic of him. But again, without Lou, without Shea on the floor, a much bigger role for him uh, putting up the numbers that he is. I think it makes sense that he would have seven turnovers. I'm curious your thoughts on the turnovers, yeah. Jacob. Yeah, I think that's fair. And he's young and he's going to make mistakes and make some bad reads from time to time. Um, but you want him to work through those. You don't want to discourage him. 
to where, oh, you're turning the ball over too much. Stop trying to do too much. You want him to learn through those things. And I think those turnovers are fine. Also, while you've been talking, I'm just randomly just searching <laughs> stats. Uh, in the nine games since Shea's been out, Josh Giddy has 13 potential assists per game. That's insane. <laughs> Dude's That's just spraying the ball absurd. all around the court. Tonight, you guys got guys like teammates like Trey Mann and others stepping up. And then yeah. you're potentially either drafting or uh, trading for more efficient players who can knock down shots. I mean, we're looking at a guy that can average double digits assists for multiple seasons. We, we've said it time and time again, when this team gets a big that can catch passes above the rim and add vertical spacing, it's a three, a free three assists a game for Josh on alley-oops. Very true. You know, but Jacob, you now obviously we know how great of a scorer Josh is. You and I, our entire podcast, all of Thunder fans have talked about uh, his passing from his very first game with the Thunder. His scoring tonight and his assertiveness taking over the game for really the majority of the game um, on just in, in all in all areas, I think was just really, really impressive. And to see him score like he did um, shooting three of four from three, just yeah, the really three of four stuff. from three. We've been talking a lot about how the three point three pointer is what he needs to get. If he gets that, he becomes a really dangerous shooter or a really dangerous player. Um, tonight was an example of what he becomes. If that three pointer comes around. I love uh, that. Also, he had some drives where he would just go in and just like push people off of him. <laughs> um, he had two dunks tonight. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to mention, I'm glad you brought that up. But I completely forgot about that. I was thinking about that. Post-game. Dude's dunking the ball, which two, is awesome. Two handed dunks driving to the now, rim. And he was fired up. I, I have to give a negative on Josh. Okay. Stop bitching at the refs. Yeah. He, yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's giving me shades of Luca and I don't like it. Luca's incredible. Luca <laughs> bitches about everything like it was embarrassing watching the dallas mavericks play the thunder the other night luca gets the call doesn't get the call timeout every play luca complains and i don't want josh to become that type of player just play the game (laughs) it seems to be a thing with uh with players that start in okc uh, james harden kevin durant russell westbrook (laughs) and then like you said luca obviously not starting with the thunder but uh no you're right Um, but but there's a part of me that that's okay with where it's at right now I agree with you completely. I don't want to see this like escalate and continue to grow as Josh gets more and more confident, even a little cocky as some of that turns into cockiness and some of that get, you know, results in him uh, going after the refs. But when he's playing with the kind of fire and passion that he is tonight, I understand it to your point. I don't want to see it escalate any more than we really saw. Uh, I'm exactly with you. Speaking of Luka Doncic, uh, just sorry, sorry, just before we move on from Josh, I wanted to mention uh, maybe my favorite Josh play of the night. Yeah, yeah. No, please do. And I think I I was just going to put a bow on everything with some of the giddy stats, so I think this is perfect. Okay, awesome. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Um, God, I can't remember when this play happened. It all kind of blurs together. He Agreed. had the Thunder. Th- this had to have been the beginning of the third quarter. Josh at the top of the key, live dribble. Goes left around a screen with it with the ball in his left hand. I'm 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 trying to visualize this. Uh, goes left around the screen, uh, takes a step or two inside the three point line, throws an off the dribble bullet, uh, one handed lefty pass to the opposite corner to Aaron Wiggins. Aaron oh, catches yes. head fakes drives. Josh doesn't stop cuts in the down paint. the middle of the lane. Cuts down the middle and stands with his hands open. Aaron catches the pass, one dribble, fires it again right back to Josh, almost like a a very spaced out give and go. Josh catches it, lays it in for the win. Or not for the win, but for the bucket. That was um, such a good play that I have that in my notes somewhere. And, well, maybe not. Um, I think that was the third quarter, though. I, yeah, I it was the third quarter. Play. It's... um. That is the epitome of using passing to make the game easier. The whole point of making good passes is to get easier baskets, to get shots that have a higher percentage chance of going in because you make the game easier for yourself. That is the that play is the epitome of that idea. Absolutely. And I think it's a, a very, uh, just like a perfect example of the contrasting styles of play and the different views of the organization when they were building around Thunder 1.0, the Russ, KD, uh, Harden, but less Harden, obviously more so Russ, KD, and then just Russ, Russ PG versus now what they're trying to build towards. Um, it's that sustainability. And like you said, this is kind of an overall thing that maybe we'll end with once we get through some of these players because I think it's so important. I love how you tweeted it out. Um, but just the the style play, the culture that they're building, that that stays in place regardless of who's on the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, but just just to put on a bow on Giddy's incredible night, Giddy becomes the first rookie since Luca. That you mentioned Luca, so I thought that was a, that was a perfect transition uh, to record back to back triple doubles, and it's just the fourth player ever to get a triple double in his first ever game against the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Um, he became only the seventh rookie to ever have back to back triple doubles. The last player to do so, none other than uh, newly acquired Nets power forward slash small forward slash whatever you want to call him, Ben Simmons. <laughs> and uh, uh, only players with triple doubles in the first game at Madison Square Garden, Wilt Chamberlain, Magic Johnson, Chuck Person. That's kind of funny. I, I don't even know who Chuck Person is. I just see his his like name in the stat sheets. Everyone's – or the, uh, the stat record. The dude was a hooper. Up. Yeah, but he was a hooper. And then Josh Giddey. Um, and I think I already said this first team – oh, no, I didn't say this. First team – First ever team in history with a triple-double versus the Knicks. That's kind of fun as well. Oh, so that's awesome. just absurd game from Josh Giddy. Next Thunder player we probably need to talk about. We'll talk about him almost as much, I'm sure. Trey Mann. I mean, I I did not – I knew he was going to be fun. Um, as the season's progressed, we've talked about how fun he is and like how he really can be a really special scorer for this team. And even then, Jacob, I don't know that I knew he had this in him. 
with Lou Dort, with Shea out as a rookie in Madison Square Garden. One of his other rookies is stepping up. I did not expect Trey Mann to go off like he did tonight with the confidence that he had, the just uh, driving to the rim fearlessly, knocking down shots with ease, not second-guessing himself, and then competing hard on the defensive end. Trey Mann was phenomenal. 30 points, two rebounds. 30 points career high, obviously. 28 points, I should say, was career high for Giddy as well. So 30 points for Trey Mann, uh, two rebounds, 9 of 16 from the floor, very efficient, 4 of 7 from 3. I mean, uh, as a rookie in Madison Square Garden, I that that almost blows me away more than the Giddy stuff, uh, just because we have seen Giddy flirt with this level of play. I mean, Trey Mann just kind of like blew the ceiling. <laughs> blew through the ceiling. A shout out to Trey 1K. A man of many talents. I was going to say a man of many talents. Dang it. <laughs> a man of many talents. Man. <sighs> Taylor, sometimes I worry about... Is this take number three? <laughs> no, no, no. So, maybe. Sometimes I worry about like... I, I really try to be... I, I bring some ridiculous takes for like... For podcast value. For the podcast, absolutely. Right? But I... I Grew up a Thunder fan, right? I've been a Thunder fan ever since the team relocated here. Um, and I have tried to pivot from being a fan to, as we've as the podcast has grown, being more um, unbiased, right? And, and evaluating the team for what it is um, and not being a fanboy. So I don't know if I'm fanboying over Trey Mann or if the things that we're seeing and the things that he's doing are are this special but the dude just has some tools that will allow him to be like a really special player in the league. Uh Amen in the in the chat says how old young is Jacob to have quote grown up a thunder fan. <laughs> My man, I am 31. So I've been a thunder fan since I was like what is that Taylor like 19? Yeah. About 19, yeah, 18 years old. You're 13 now. Is that right? Or 14? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So <laughs> since I was about 17, 18 years old, uh, I'm 31 now. I'm, I'm actually, I'm not the old man of the podcast. That would be our guy, Justin Peabody. Justin has you beat by like two or three months, if I remember right. I think that's right. And then I have Kamiar beat by a year. And then you're next, right? What I, are you, I, 27? Yes. I'm 27. I turned 27 in January. And then Nick turns 27 in March. Nick and I grew up together. Uh, Nick and I were both at the inaugural Thunder game. Speaking of growing there you up Thunder go. fans. Nick turns and, uh, 27 multiple, in March? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Coming up, coming up, uh, I believe. And then I, I think Silva's like 24, 25. Is he really? I didn't child. know he was that young. That's oh, he's funny. a child. That's hilarious. He's a little, um, little, bit, little baby Silva. Hey, multi-time, multi, multi-time uh, mop floor boys, me and Nick. There you go. See, so we we've been. Uh, Eamon says he, <laughs> Nick he guesses that I'm old slash young enough. Appreciate <laughs> it, Eamon. Um, <laughs> ben says, "Bring back the OKC yes. Hornets Valentine's yes. Day jersey, you cowards!" And I saw a Photoshop of uh, Josh Gideon one yeah. today. That was sharp. Trey Man does stuff that just the effort the 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 effortlessness of him getting to that shot of him creating 
ISO offense of him creating offense for others is incredible. And Taylor, you tweeted this from the count. I believe we got full Skittles and broccoli. Trey man tonight. There was a play. What was that in the fourth quarter where um, Julius Randall got an offensive rebound and Trey dug down and swiped at the ball and knocked it off Randall's leg out of bounds and caused a turnover. Um, and then there was a time where he missed being too aggressive uh, down low and Mark yanked yep. his ass and put him on the bench. Yep. So this is uh, also Nick Gallo. I, like I said, I love Nick Gallo's uh, stats and, and tweets throughout the game. Um, hell of a broccoli play by Trey Mann. Dug down on Randall in the post and stripped the ball off of Randall's knee. I love it. I love it. And if if the listeners of the show have not yet watched Royce Young's latest video about Skittles and Broccoli and Trey Mann. Um, Mark incredible. and Trey were both great. Yeah, Mark was both just incredible in that uh, and how he describes like what he's trying to get Trey Mann to do, this mindset of, of just being tough, right, and, and being physical. Uh, absolutely love it. And, and I think Trey showed some of that tonight. Trey's offensive ceiling is like through the roof. I mean, 30, so 30 points, like I said, 9 of 16 shooting, 8 of 8 from the free throw line, Jacob. Um, there's a lot of players, Shea Gilles Alexander being one, if if um, the last two off-seasons, uh, primarily this past one, I think if, if listeners go back and listen to some of our off-season preview pods, um, this is something you have talked about, I've talked about. We both really wanted to see Shea be more aggressive and get to the free throw line more. We thought that was kind of his next step into potential all-stardom and superstardom. And, uh, and we, we, we won that from some other players as well. Like Lou Dort, for example, we talked about him yesterday. Right. But to see a guy like Trey Mann, a rookie, um, not only that, but like not a, I mean, he's a, he's a decent sized player. Don't get me wrong, but as a shooting guard listed as a point guard, um, six foot four, like he's not the biggest guy on the floor. And for him to be driving against guys like Mitchell Robinson and finishing over him, guys, that, like that righty, that righty the, off yeah. the dribble scoop over Mitchell Robinson was just, just absurd. absurd. And absurd. he did the same thing uh, on the left side, I think in the fourth quarter, and yeah. I, I want to say it was Randall or somebody. Oh, and in, o- in overtime, free throw. in overtime, the the defensive rebound fast break Euro to the left that just yes. rolled off and he got fouled. I mean, okay, F it. You ready for another take? <laughs> I put my name on this one. I think you're going to, on the account that I think you're getting to. Like the, We haven't seen this since OKC James Harden. Trey Mann. Minus the passing, plays a lot like another Trey in the league. Oh, the one that tweeted about jo- uh, Giddy and Man going off in Madison Square Garden. Uh, did you see that? Trey Young tweeted out. I did not see that. Tweeted out that a uh, Giddy and Man going putting on a show in uh, MSG or something like that with a bunch of fire emojis. So of course, I quote tweeted him from the account and said, "Trey, come to come home and win a championship." So we'll see if um, hey, Trey Young will be uh, about three quarters of a mile away from my house Friday night, getting his jersey retired at his alma mater, Norman North High School. I might sneak I, over hey, there. I, with I think a microphone. his dad, Ray Young, is uh, hitting up the phones, working the phones tonight, saying, "Look, off season, Presty, SGA for Trey. I need you to do it." Um, Presty will not do it, but yeah. um, <laughs> he Trey Mann's game looks a lot like Trey Young's minus the passing, the kind of smaller like guard scoop shots. Euro step floater step back pure, threes pure shot pure shooting motion I I love that I I actually I, like that a lot I, I I see a little bit there I like that a whole lot um 
Oh, so I guess the last thing I was going to say about Trey, and then maybe instead of transitioning to another player, we'll just um, maybe transition to the third biggest theme overall. And then okay. in the podcast, we can touch on some of these other guys. Um, yeah, we, we, we got this thing rolling a bit. Yeah, <laughs> you alluded to this. Uh, we'll be out here in the next seven minutes. I'll, I'll make sure we're, we're done by seven by minutes. Four. I got a timer. Let's go. <laughs> we'll, we'll see if Taylor can shut up long enough. But you tweeted this out and I thought it was spot on. You said uh, oh, this was after the game. You said OKC is trotting out rookies. At, in quote in, in uh, parentheses and they they statistically Jesus, don't help winning uh g league guys and dudes still on rookie skill deals and are competitive and winning uh you said i think it's absolutely credited to the coaching accountability and culture pressy daydon and co have built so i quote tweeted you from the account because because i really like that and i said the perfect example um, I, and I personally was upset with this a little bit because I feel like Trey man should be getting a little more of a leash. Um, but like you said, in, in that one-on-one that Royce did with Trey man, uh, on the Rockleys and Skittles and he pulled in a Dignall. Dignall did a really good job of, of kind of describing why he coaches a player differently, like Trey man versus a Baisley or versus a Josh Giddy or versus an SGA. Uh, I thought he did a really good job of that. Still when Trey man came out firing in the third quarter, and then he gets yanked for just like a small mistake. That was a little frustrating for me as a fan. Um, but anyways, I said, perfect example. Man came out in the third scoring when hardly anyone else on the team was. He still got pulled early for a missed defensive assignment. And, and they zoomed in on him briefly on the bench, Jacob. And you could tell that that man was a bit frustrated. He also didn't come back in until like the fourth because a lot. some of that was because Ty Jerome was playing well. But still, uh, one of your best scores the entire game doesn't come back until later in the fourth. He ends up uh, honestly taking over the uh, t- taking over in overtime, maybe even more than Giddy did. Um, drops a career high thirty points after that, and I think it's just a perfect example of what you were alluding to the the system that they have in place. It doesn't matter. Trey Man at this stage is going off like he was. They're still going to pull him for some of those mistakes. They want him to be aware of those things. They aren't. Uh, you know, you've got to eat your broccoli. Still, mm-hmm. you can't. It just doesn't matter if your team is winning. Exactly, you still have to do these things. Exactly. Right, so I think that's a perfect transition to what you were saying earlier about the Thunder culture. And I kind of want to uh, let you get to your, I think you said you had another big point about this as well. Um, or big take, sorry. I don't know if I have a big take. If I did, I forgot it. But well, it, it, Maybe it was just related to the Knicks not having it. Yeah, the, the, the Knicks Thunder sucking. Too. But the, <laughs> yeah, just the, the alignment of the Thunder um, from the front office down to the coaching staff, down to the players, the buy-in, um, the attention to detail like that Trey man story and, and pulling him for not being physical, not playing tough, not being scrappy uh, defensively, holding him to a higher standard. Even if he gets pissed off, you hold him to a higher standard uh, and, and you let the whole team know that this is the standard you play to. Um, that's just that stuff. I feel like you don't see a lot in professional sports. Uh, I think it's made easier because the Thunder are comprised of so many young guys. But yeah, just just the culture that this team has built. I don't think Mark Dagnall gets the credit he deserves. I think he's been incredible. Um, just a, as a person, as a man, his ethos, his philosophy, um, the his what makes him tick, and how he goes about building a team. Uh, and, and how he leads those guys and yeah, how he leads, in how he holds demands respect, mm-hmm. the accountability with level these, with him um, being young and, and some of these guys being like stars like Shane Lou, they still, yeah, I just listen to him. I, I think they're building something very special there. 
Um, and, and it's very exciting to see. Uh, and, and I think you and I talked about this Sunday afternoon on the pod. I, I think, and, and maybe this can wrap us up here, Taylor. I think the prime example of that is you look at what Darius Baisley's doing. Yes. You yes. look at Baisley, how, how he's been performing, how he has bounced back. Uh, and some of the things that he's uh, said in interviews about how, you know, he's a perfectionist and how much he respects Mark, Mark Dagnall and how he, he is sometimes too hard on himself, uh, but the coaching staff believes in him and blah, 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 blah. Like that stuff just goes to show the culture that they're setting. Uh, and it's, it's something special. And, and, uh, so, even Kamiar was getting on my head tonight, so I got to do it again. Uh, I did it the other night. I've done it multiple times recently. But shout out to Baisley, who has really turned his season around. Uh, tonight, 47% from the field, 23 points, 8 rebounds, 3 assists, a steal. Uh, no blocks tonight, but he wanted the Julius Randle assignment. Yes. And he took it on. And like I mentioned, my favorite thing from him tonight was having that little bit of dog in him and, and scrapping with Mitchell Robinson and – uh, shout out to Bays for for turning his season and maybe his career around in the second half of this season. I hope to continue to see him do what he's been doing. I agree completely. And we talked about this yesterday, you know, him being upset after Saturday night's game saying, I, I don't really like the excuse, honestly, about us just, you know, being young. That's why we're losing or that's why we come out hot but or falling um, in the clutch in some of these games. Well, tonight was exactly what Baisley wanted. And and like I like you said, um, I thought he played really good defense on Randall, even if Randall did put up some of those uh, Skittle stats. But all that to say, the, the final thought I have here, and this is something you tweeted out and something I tweeted out from the account. When you have two of your very best players, and you could add in like a third solid piece in Muscala. So you have Shea, Lou, and Muscala out, right? And yet you still have Baisley putting up 23 points and eight rebounds, Josh Giddy with his second straight uh, and third career tri- triple-double on ridiculously efficient stats, Trey Mann with a career-high 30 points as a starter, and then you still have guys coming off the bench like Kendrick Williams, who we could talk about every single post game as a positive, or Ty Jerome, each of them with 13 points. I feel like Jacob, you know, and I talked about this yesterday. I think the Thunder are really going to have to try hard uh, and they're going to go all in on the tank post all-star break because, and and this is a good thing overall, but I don't, this is your last shot potentially at a really good draft pick. I don't mean to overreact to a February 14th overtime. Win against the trash tier Knicks. Yeah, right, right. (laughs) But the talent and and I think the expectations that we have for some of these guys that they are exceeding, it really makes me think that organically they're going to be too good to tank. And that that's a ridiculously overused I, phrase. But I agree with another offseason, like you said in your tweet. I don't think like, they're good enough to like compete for the playoffs next no, year. Right, right. But they're not getting top four odds next year. Yeah, they're flirting. If they with just playing. bring this roster back and a top ten pick, like they're gonna be in like they might be the Grizzlies of last year where they are in the plan, right? Like, yeah, or or they might be like the Blazers of this year or the Pelicans of this year where you're hovering at that 9-10 spot. And like it's I, – I, I don't see how – maybe I'm just too high on them. Yeah, right, right. And again, like it's hard to maybe take a step back like you were saying earlier after a game like tonight. But I, I tweet out the same exact thing, and I'm, I'm willing to stand by it. Um, yeah, I'll put my name on it. I don't really care. Um, I, I think I would love Victor Wembanyama. Too good. But... To, yeah, it just seems unrealistic unless mm-hmm. you are able to trade up. Uh, again, that's where the other avenues and Pressy's creativeness and the different assets he's accumulated will come in handy. Either 
you're able to trade up for some of those guys in future drafts, or maybe the most realistic, you start to push some of those chips to the middle of the table um, and yep. really start building. I think we're going to see that in June. I really do, Taylor. Good. Um, yeah, that's exactly. We're, we're at the seven minutes. We're actually at eight minutes, you lying asshole. <laughs> um, last thing, as we get out of here, as you outro us, uh, Josh Giddy just got the Mike Schmitz. Oh, the Adrian Wojnarowski retweet. So, uh, let the rookie it's of the official. year hype begin. Hey, he also got the Kendrick Perkins shout out and the hey, Trey Young shout out. Like I said, a really, really, really fun game tonight for the Thunder. You, and like Jacob mentioned and alluded to, some really fun uh, long-term themes. Sorry, Jacob, what were you saying? No, you're just gonna outro us oh, over so uh, uh, <laughs> over some Trey One K tonight. He deserves it. I mean, I might uh might break into a little freestyle here, but uh, <laughs> again, another super fun game. A lot of fun things that came and big things that came from this game, like we talked about, but also some bigger overall themes as well. As the Thunder go into MSG without their two best players in Lou and Shea, and still end up getting the 127 123 game or win in overtime in MSG. Just really fun stuff. So, like I alluded to, we are getting closer and closer to All Star break. Dan Contessa will only have one more post game podcast for you guys before that. That will be uh, against the San Antonio Spurs. Nick will have you all covered on Wednesday for that, so stay tuned. You never know what you're going to get with this team. So it should be another fun one. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for all those who came into the stream. This is one of our biggest uh, viewed podcasts. Well, outside the trade deadline. Breakdown. Really fun stuff. Thank you all again. And as always, Thunder Up. Shout out Trey Winn K.